starting the episode with like look at this weird pussy was probably the best way that could have gone like i kind of <laughs> wish we had done that but this is what we have now so we're just gonna run with this also hi everybody welcome to hardly nowhere <laughs> my name is turtle pig uh, i'm joined by my lovely co-host as always celestian slurptorp how are you two doing fuck yeah hey fuck yeah is how you're doing <laughs> good I'm happy to hear a positive response. Uh, oh, hey, yeah. it's your boy Slurp. Yes, I'm also present, and uh, I'm doing well. Thank you for asking. Good shit. We have a we have a we have a new guest here today. Uh, uh, do you just want us to call you Steamboat? Is that is does that work? You can come whatever the fuck you want. I don't care. All right, Steamboat it is. So we got Steamboat, who is a friend of ours from the uh, from the Twitch streaming world. Um, and uh, Steamboat is here for the first time as one of our guests. And uh, yeah, it's it's exciting. It's exciting to have you here. Thank you, thank you. It's exciting to be here. Toot toot, motherfuckers. Choo choo. Toot toot. Toot toot. I heard choot. Oh, gotcha. That makes yeah. more sense. Yeah. Turtle context I, clues, mate. I guess boats don't say choo-choo, do they? I don't know. I don't know. Do they? Maybe? Perhaps? I don't know. They do now. Well, they do now. Fuck it. Yeah. It's my favorite. It's my favorite boat. My choo-choo boat. That's what it is. Yep. Chugga-chugga. Okay. Hot shit. Already doing chugs now? Chug, yeah, chug. yeah, exactly. Okay. Uh, so, last week, what did we talk about last week? We talked about... Cars. Fucking cars! That's right, yeah, we, we talked sure about did. fucking cars. What an episode, what an episode. God damn. Wait, Fu like, fucking is the verb yes. in that okay. sentence, okay. yeah. Okay. Yes. I was trying to... <laughs> yep, yep. I don't uh, think I've heard that one yet. I've been oh yeah, it's it's uh, it's a hoot. Yeah, it is, it, is, uh, it is fresh, fresh off of the asphalt, I guess, is what that one is. So that's good. Um, These fellas yes. keep jizzing on cars in that episode. Or near cars, right next to them sometimes. You know, just in the general car vicinity. So, okay. yeah, in or around the grill. Um, so and do smile for me, Daddy. Good, good, good. <laughs> <laughs> so today we are talking about actually Steamboat. You're you're gonna have to help out on this one because I this is another one of those instances where I don't know a whole lot. So what 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 did you what did you come on the the, the show to chat about today? So uh, I my first actual episode of um, this podcast was while we were uh, taking care of stuff elsewhere, and I heard it was the polyamory episode and i was like oh are you guys gonna do an episode about ethical non-monogamy in general and uh so ethical non-monogamy is an umbrella term that uh describes any relationship that is non-monogamous in an ethical fashion so basically like informed consent and no cheating so and, and excuse me, because I am completely outside of this world so I don't really know much about the terminology and whatnot how is that different from polyamory? So, ethical non-monogamy is an umbrella term that polyamory falls under. Okay, and well, because I guess my understanding from the polyamory, whenever I discuss, sounds similar to what you just said. So I guess, like, yeah. can you can you help me like okay. break so it down? Like, polyamory is a form of ethical non-monogamy that primarily focuses on building um, sexual and usually and sometimes or relationships. Um, that are kind of like more medium to long term, um, but also uh, swinging is a type of ethical non-monogamy. Uh... Sexually open relationships are a type of ethical non-monogamy. 
So there's a lot of other kinds of non-monogamy than just polyamory, but they're all under the same kind of umbrella. They're, they're different. They're all distinct and different, but they all kind of fall under that same umbrella because they're not monogamous and they happen in an ethical fashion. Mm-hmm. So basically uh-huh. anything where somebody in your relationship is with more than one person in any fashion and it's not cheating. And I define cheating in this context as like crossing boundaries that you've agreed upon in a relationship. Because everybody's going to have different boundaries and everybody's going to have different definitions of cheating. Absolutely. Um, one thing I just, because uh, again, I'm obviously still learning about ethical non-monogamy, polyamory, and the likes of everything. I was trying to like get a distinction be- between the two, like Turtle was asking, and I just want to read this to you and just see if if you agree or disagree or if you know, it's a little column A, column B. Um, non-monogamy can be any form of sexual relationship outside of another relationship you may be in. Love does not have to be involved. It can be purely physical. Polyamory means many loves essentially can be a sexual relationship or non-sexual, but emotionally romantic one and still counts as polyamory. Yeah. Uh, the differences that I would make, the changes I would make to that, uh, hold on just one second. The changes that I would make to that are that, um, non-monogamy does not have to be purely sexual in nature it does not have to have a sexual component you can be non-monogamous and be asexual you can be non-monogamous and be aromantic Um, there are it's it's any kind of that sort of i mean even some people even consider queer platonic relationships among multiple people to be i i don't know how i feel about that yet because i don't know a lot about queer platonic relationships so i can't speak to that but it's any kind of relationship, a fundamentally important and intimate relationship outside of one couple. Okay, got it. Well, thank, yeah, thanks for, for, I guess, for breaking that down, just because it's not it's not something I know a lot about. And you also mentioned two other um, phrases that I, I know one of them pretty well, uh, as far as like asexual and aromantic. Um, but I guess a meaning that there's like no, there's no particular desire for that kind of relationship, either sexual or romantic, depending on which term that we're talking about. And that's, that's, that's an accurate description, right? Okay, cool. Gotcha. So I'm going to possibly incorrectly, but I'm going to assume, um, assume that you wanted to discuss this, I guess, from a first-person point of view? Is this, is this a, a lifestyle that you participate in? Yeah, it is. Um, give me just one second, okay? Sure. Sorry, sorry let me... Did you see the uh, the Hermione with a gaped pussy? Did not. I'm keeping that in somehow. <laughs> If if the edit point just is edit point to this, <laughs> <laughs> and then back to the regularly scheduled episode, so be it. Just put like the TV like like it was changing channels. <laughs> Hermione's gaping pussy, and then go back to. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I found that sound effect the other day when I was editing in another show. I've I I have one handy if you need it. So. <laughs> Yeah, if you could, I don't know. I'll, I'll let you. Well, no, you're on I vacation. Don't even bother. Greatest apologies. No sweat. I actually going a little bit nuts. We had house things going on. I actually oh, yeah. edit these ones now, so it's all good. Oh, there you go. Oh, good. There yeah. you go. I would hate to have this so, is a prof- <laughs> this is a professional podcast. Uh, look at us. Super professional. We so, have the um, capabilities of cutting things in and out. There we go. <laughs> non-linear editing. There it Thanks. is. 
Yeah. Don't um, get too crazy. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm only devoting like an hour or so to editing it. <laughs> I have two other shows that need to be edited as well. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I made your job harder then. Yep. Nah, it's okay. I'll live. But, uh, no, my, the current relationship that I'm in has been through basically every relationship stage that I could feasibly imagine being linear. So um, that's one of the reasons that I wanted to come on and talk to this. We're still, you know, really new. Uh, we're learning things as we go, like you do. It's a constant process. But it is something that I wanted to talk about because I didn't hear anything about it on the podcast so far. And it's a really good podcast. It's very informative. And so I wanted to help Favorite you. episode, go! Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, there you go. Yeah, what, what it, yeah. yeah no, <laughs> uh, I've been trying to catch up on the backlogs. Um, but life is hard. I get it. Life I feel that. So... Yeah. But, um... So yeah, I wanted to come on and and, uh, and discuss it just for the sake of, of the listeners that you have and, and see it. Kind of it resonates with anybody. The polyamory episode was a very important and good episode. Um, I really, you know, I learned a lot because I don't, I'm not as experienced in polyamory myself. I'm more used to the open relationship aspect um, of non-monogamy that exists sometimes. But I'm sure we're getting there and we're we're working on things. So. Good yeah. stuff. How, how long um, would you say that you've been participating in more of like an open relationship or an ethical non-monogamous relationship? Uh, so this is my first one. So All right. take that into consideration. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm one of those people that like I go in and learn things over and over obsessively because, <laughs> yay. Um, but no, we've been um, probably close to two years now. Okay. So a good bit, a good while yeah. then. Yeah, okay. it's, it's a fair bit. Sure. What was it? Um, and obviously, if anything is is is, is too too personal, just let me yeah. know or anything. But did you guys start off like out the gates? You know, with this kind of like ethical non monogamous relationship, or did you guys start out with a you know just monogamy kind of thing? So we started as friends. Oh, um, okay. All right. Yeah. We started, which is a good start to to most relationships. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. the end of the story. And we've been friends told for a long time. Those are good to have. Yeah, yes, no, friends. No. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear they're 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 okay. Yeah, I've so. read, I've read. <laughs> <laughs> and we started that way, and we were that way for many years. Okay. And be honest. Be honest. Yeah. Okay, I'll be honest. She loved the hell out of me, and I was like, Nah, I'm good. I'm damn <laughs> <laughs> I got. Yeah, and, like we were friends with benefits. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Ah, and that was I a was... good previous episode too. Hey. <laughs> But we were friends with benefits because I had some serious trauma to work through. And sure. I was like, nah, yeah, nah, nah. And then we got together and we dated for, officially, we were an item for like a year. And we figured, you know what, this is going to be a thing that we're good That's It's going gonna, it's gonna to work. And so we decided to get married. And somewhere in between those two times uh, when we decided to get married and when it actually happened, uh, we had the tugboat. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, but like we started, I think it was we didn't start talking about it until we decided that we wanted to get married. Um, gotcha. And because like I'm what they colloquially refer to as a slut. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Love Fair it. enough. Love to see hey. It. We love sluts. Hey. Woo. Cheers Ge- to the sluts. Cheers. Cheers. And so. Um, between that and, and some other factors, we just decided, you know, this might be a thing that we, we could try. 
uh, and see if it works. Uh, but we didn't do, we didn't talk about it until we decided to get married because we had, you know, made the commitment to make a commitment to make it, you know, whatever. And it seemed like we were more comfortable in our relationship then. Before that, I don't think it would have worked hmm. um, because we, you can't go through life and not have a little bit of damage. And like, sure. The, the damage that we had conflicted with that style of relationship until we get closer and work things out. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and we started out when we started the uh, the non-monogamy bit. The before we decided to get married, we had an experience with a friend of ours together, mm-hmm. um, and that was one of the things that made us think, you know, we're we could make this work. That this could be a thing that we could try separately next time if we wanted. Because okay, we went through it and the we trust talked is about there. We've had the conversations. Yeah. And so we saw where we were and we were like, yeah, this might be a thing. And so initially it was just going to be um, kind of like a swinger style relationship where it was kind of like a, a social thing because like, I mean, like I'll, I'll, I would screw somebody as a handshake if you'd let me and <laughs> hi, how you doing? You know, and, <laughs> so, so it just, I don't know. And we started that way and then we worked on, um, we started being more like drifting into the open relationship territory where it wasn't necessarily a social thing that we were at, like an event. Because we had never been to like an event. We thought, wait, wait, hold on. Sorry, sorry. So, so those, those terms, I guess, like, cause I, I didn't, I didn't really understand, I guess, the difference between those two, like swinging and then an open relationship either, right? So, can you please so elaborate swinging, on that as well? Yeah. Swinging, to my understanding, uh, is a, is the kind of relationship where you can take, yourself uh and and utilize non-monogamy in a social setting at like event setting or something like that like like so like a swinger party or like yeah, a like like, a like something that's like set up party. for yeah. that activity or like a club or whatever and like, okay or, or you or you plan play dates with other couples or whatever sure. and you just kind of you know. um and we never really did anything with that okay while we were kind of in that space but that's the mindset that we had and so that's why i used that term and then we moved into the open relationship kind of area mindset. Uh, it was more that we could kind of do what we wanted, go as we please, whatever, as long as it was just sex. Mm, okay. So it doesn't have to be like a joint effort where you go somewhere together to find another couple or you set something up. It's just kind of like if sex happens with somebody else then fuck it like that's okay yeah. like that's that's an acceptable you know whatever so long as you separate the the, the genitals from emotions kind of yeah, situation yeah. right you, you set your boundaries and you don't go past it, you know? okay and and boundaries are like I'll, I'll come back to boundaries but you set oh, your boundaries okay. and you don't go past them and um then uh we got to a place where um she's a much more romantic person than i am mm-hmm um, and I'm a much more sexual person than my spouse is. Okay. So like there are times and situations where one of us will feel something and the other one's like, eh. you know, like I, it takes me a long time to get like the feely feels. Sure. Um, and that's, I've been told that I'm unromantic because of it. Not aromantic, but just right. not romantic at all because of it. I'm just like, eh. So there was a situation in where she found somebody that she liked, and she was like, hey, I know we talked about this other thing, 
-hmm. but if I if it worked out, could I have a relationship with this person? And I was like, yeah, go for it. Do you? And so she tried that for a little while and that ended, but not because of anything on her end mm -hmm. uh, or our end. It just, it just didn't work out. And, um, but she tried it. She got that experience under and, and our relationship went through that and it came out the other side just fine. And I'm confident that it could happen again. And so that's where we are current. That would put us strictly in the polyamorous kind of mindset. Sure. Um, so. Okay. Sounds like communication's key. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. It seems like that's that's 100%. No, and, you know, again, uh, so my, ex not experience, I guess the only thing that I had been exposed to on this was I knew that there was, you know, some of, one of the neighborhood kids' parents were swingers. I know they would hold, you know, kind of events at their place or whatever, and, like, you know, all, all, the, all the moms would talk around, you know, and all, all the whatever fucking shit like that, right? And so, like, I would hear about those things, and that's really the only thing that I ever knew about any kind of, like, swingers or swinger parties, other than being on fucking Tinder and OkCupid and having fucking married people trying to touch my Asian boy bits, you know what I mean? So <laughs> other than that, like that's that's my that's my exposure to it. So I guess for you, since this is your first your 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 first, you know, kind of foray into this, um for me it was a hugely like negative connotation that went along with it, right? And so I guess how did you and your partner kind of work through that idea of like I, I, like the way that the, the the neighborhood moms talked about it was like fucking scathing. You, you know what I mean? Like it was it was ruthless because also that's my parents' generation, right? So I mean, like that's born in like the '60s, you know, era or so, and so like that is um, a very very different era than, than than our generation or you know approximate generations are, right? So and I I get that. Like I'm the son of a Southern conservative hairdresser, so okay, so you get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Uh, in fact, uh, one time I made the mistake about posting about going to pick up my wife's boyfriend mm. at, on Facebook and forgot that my family was on there. Mm. And uh, we had a very unsupportive conversation with the parents. And it's sure. never been brought up again because if they do, we'll shut the conversation down and walk away because I don't need that kind of trauma in my life. Yep, you know fair enough. Right. You but, don't uh, anyhow. So, oh, my chair. Okay. Um, but we... Um, had the same kind of I give up. We had the same kind of experience uh, for the most part, but we also had a lot of polyamorous friends that we made separately. Okay. Um, because of the way that she and I met. Um, okay. Because we're nerds and sure. There is a there's a higher instance of non-standard sexualities and uh, relationship styles among certain groups of nerds than there are elsewhere. True. Typically. Yep. And so we had a couple of polyamorous friends. I've had a polyamorous friend for probably 10 years and just never asked them about it. I just realized that they it was a thing that they were doing with their life and I just okay, well, not me. I couldn't handle that. You know, I'm too jealous. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> you get jealous and the difference in non-monogamy and monogamy is that when compulsory monogamy, I want to specify that, um, that the kind of socially imposed monogamy mm. that you feel like you don't, like it's the default. You haven't chosen it. It's just the default. Sure. Is that when you get jealous in a non-monogamous relationship, 
you work through it like adults. You use your words. You talk about your feelings. Mm -hmm. And you say, hey, this bothered me. And let's get to the root of why it did. And if it's something that we can't fix, is there some way we can mitigate that? Is there some way we can deal with that until I work on myself and how I feel enough to be okay with this? And if there's not, then there's not, and you talk about that. But I feel like a lot of people that are like, just, oh, well, every relationship has to be monogamous, aren't taught how to communicate that way. Sure. So, like, if monogamy is a choice of decision that you made, you're more likely to have those kinds of conversations because you've been introspective enough to look at it and say, this is the kind of relationship that I want to have. And I don't think that's that kind of communication is being widely taught. I, I, I think that's accurate. I think that's completely accurate. Um, and I, I don't even necessarily think that it is just even centered around, um, you know, monogamy or non-monogamy. I think just in general, people aren't taught how to communicate well with um, people that they're in relationships with, whether they be romantic or not, or sexual or not, whatever. Um, you know, I, I, I don't think that like understanding and managing your feelings and being honest with yourself and with with whoever it is that you're speaking with is is really prioritized i i think you know we're told be nice and that's great you know but other than that you know it's, but do it's, be it's, nice that is important absolutely be nice for sure but there's a lot of other things that go into it other than just be nice i've had i've had my share of relationships where i was very nice you know but it doesn't doesn't mean that things turned out well right because of uh you know like you're talking about lack of lack of communication lack of being honest with yourself and your partner stuff like that well, I can't imagine it would have been better had you been mean. Well, sure, obvious, yes. Okay, I'm not saying don't be nice. That's not the that's not the thesis of my statement here. <laughs> I'm just making nope. sure it's clear. Be mean. Be Fuck mean. Being nice. Don't talk. Don't talk. Don't communicate. Yeah. Just, that's just all very bad advice, though. So. Be nice. It's like plus communicate. You, you yeah. know what I mean? Is is yeah. my thing? Yeah. It's so weird that as a society, like. We've had probably three to four generations at least in the United States. I can't speak about anywhere else. But in the United States, we've had three or four generations worth of people who were like, no, you stay together for the kids. Or you mm -hmm. stay together because you made a commitment. Or divorce is bad or whatever. And like, but we teach children, use your words. Mm -hmm. Tell us what you need. But we don't talk to adults that way. Right. Where? Why is there a disconnect? Well, and you know, I think, and this is this is less of an issue about relation. Well, about like you know, uh, like romantic relationships, and just about like just people in general. And is the fact that you know there is this weird separation in the way that we treat children, in the way that we treat adults, and and obviously for some things you should, right? I mean, there's, there's, there's clear you know situations in right. which you need to put a crowbar separation, you know, between the two. But at the same time, for a lot of instances, especially whenever it comes to like. I don't know, fucking, like, understanding feelings or talking to people or just, you know, anything along those lines, um, you can talk to kids in an intelligent and, and, and courteous manner, and that should carry over just fine into the adult world. I just got out of a corporate job, and I swear, like, at least 40% of the people there should go back to preschool and learn how to talk to people because, like, they'll get a better understanding of how to do so in that kind of setting than what they have now because they like, it's just gone. They're just completely forgotten. Like, think about how that person will take what it is that you're saying, um, you know, understand that they have other things on their, like understand basic empathy, you, you know, like all these kinds of things. And 
you know, those are those are things that I feel like we're now we're trying to push on kids, which is great. But why why is it gone now? Even for yeah. for, for for adults, you know. So and just to circle all the way back around, we're always told to share, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm just saying, I'm just just I, share the junk too, I guess, well, right? I, there I'm it is. Sharing like, is caring. <laughs> because and and I, I hate to talk about it like in terms of sharing because my spouse is not my property sure right right? exactly she's her own person with her own feelings and her own needs and if i'm not capable of meeting everything that she needs when she needs it why am i stopping her from getting it somewhere else if we've already had a conversation about about the problem you know what i mean like right well yeah and and i think a lot of people just kind of have it I mean, like, my, my, myself included, you know, just kind of, like, hard-coded in their head that they're like, I want to be able to do, you know, to, to, to be everything that my partner needs whenever they need it, and if I'm not, then there's a problem, like, with me, is, 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 is the idea, right? And, and that's, that's generally, I think, I think how people go into it and how, how they kind of get rooted into, you know, other than obviously just society saying, hey, you're supposed to do this, you know, but also, like, why, why they have a hard time kind of, like, getting over that lump or, or whatever, you know, hurdle, not well, lump, like, what the fuck? We're, we're definitely, like, always, like, like, raised too and, like, oh, you're gonna have, like, your soulmate there's one person out there for you or you know it, it's it's your prince charming or your prince or your royalty out there sure like it's it's very much pushed on children as as well that it's like one person and so you grow up thinking well like okay if there's one person for me i'm one person for somebody and so like i have to be better and they have to be better and we have to be the perfect versions for each other and then that's what's going to make it work and and the fact of the matter is whoever you end up with whether you're in a monogamous or a non-monogamous relationship there are going to be some things that your partner just can't give you there are going to be some things that your partner just isn't able to provide for you because that's not who they are and expecting so much and complete happiness from one person i think really messes up our our brains Sure. It's 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 setting people up for a fall when you when you assume that one person can meet all of your needs. Like should should my partner and I be, be friends? Yes, definitely. You cannot have a good relationship with someone in the very long term if you're not friends. Right. You know? I don't think so at least. But should I be her only friend? No. That's not healthy for her. That's not healthy for me. And mm-hmm. that is a gateway to forms of abuse whether it's intentional or not mm-hmm, for you sure. know so like it's it's that kind of thing and also i feel like my view of love is different than other people's but i've always thought that the soulmate thing like if you have soulmates you gotta have more than one because otherwise that's bad planning on the universe's part because like what if <laughs> right. you don't meet <laughs> sure what if you know what if you step out in front of a bus too soon or something you know what i mean like yeah, no, we did a whole episode on soulmates, and we 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 were talking about like how bullshit the entire idea is yeah. in general, right? And just well, I, I did. I was very angry during the entire episode, but like, yeah, that was that was how that one went. It's, um, it's, it's what, just a bananas concept if there isn't more than one soulmate. Somewhere. Sure, you know, like what there's gotta episode? be at least a backup. Which episode was that again? It was a. It, I don't know. It was we about just, soulmates. We did, a, we did a whole episode on soulmates. Yeah. So. Ah, yeah. That's a while ago, man. That, that's an yeah, older yeah. one. What's your yeah. favorite episode? Yeah. <laughs> Get shit on. Well, <laughs> no. 
<laughs> I can't say I have one because then if I say one with a guest, then it hurts all the other guest feelings, and that just looks bad on me. If but you if do I, one without a guest, then it makes everyone else, all the guests feel like, well, I'll just go fuck myself, I guess. <laughs> And it's if you like, do one without Zell in it, then she'll just want to bring in Vin Diesel instead. So, yeah. you know, it's all fucked. I'm, I'm ready. My favorite episode is the future one, When We Get Vin Diesel. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Only if he can watch someone get sounded, then, then, that, then that will then also be my favorite episode. That'll just go. Oh. It's not a... I mean, it doesn't matter if it's by an inch or a mile. Sounding, sounding. There it is. So... <laughs> Real quick, not not serious at all, but you were talking about how, like, you know, as as children, like, these ideas are put on us and blah, blah, blah. Um, I was just thinking of, like, Disney movies and stuff like that, and Snow White is absolutely in a non-monogamous, ethical non-monogamous with all the dwarves, right? Oh, I imagine sure. she must be, right? Oh, for sure. That's gotta be Come a on. thing. I mean, like... They all have like... their own things they're good at, so, <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> At the, at the very end of it, like she takes care of them, they take care of her. It's not yeah. only sexual, but like I would say that yeah, it definitely falls under like a little bit of polyamory for her. Sure. Yeah. I mean, one of them's named Humpy, the... right? So I mean, that's 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 a. <laughs> no. I can't imagine that's true. Uh, fucky, <laughs> sucky, See, fucky, yeah, sucky, think... fucky is my favorite dwarf. That's my favorite one. <laughs> I don't think your fanfic counts. <laughs> Not to burn your entire podcast to the ground, but that's also the argument that I make for Jesus and the Twelve Disciples. Interesting. Um, okay. Huh. Elaborate. Well, okay. So, like, theologically speaking, I think that Jesus was probably asexual. Mm -hmm. Just because okay. a lot of the theology falls apart if, if, if he wasn't. Sure. But I also kind of feel like he was panromantic because he hung out with 12 dudes and a couple of chicks mm -hmm. all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep. And they were like their own little roving hippie commune. Damn. Yep. Squad roll deep. Yep. Right? And like, that's just like, that scratches the surface of like all the LGBTQIA sure. plus alphabet mafia people in the Bible. Because yep. like, King David, Jesus was pro sex work, by the way. One of right. his best friends was, was, a, was prostitute. a prostitute. So. He super was. Yeah. And like, Jesus um, is way cooler than, than than some people that believe in Jesus are. Canon right? so. Jesus is so much better than Canon Jesus. Jesus. Shut the fuck up. I, I can't I can't with Canon Jesus. I'm just done. I'm done. And like that's coming from a minister. Like I have problems with this white Jesus thing that's peddled constantly. Sure, oh, sure. absolutely. For yeah. Sure. I I can't stand up there and talk about a guy. That's completely the opposite of the only text we have about him. Sure. Mm. Be like, oh yes, Batman dressed all in white and yeah. walked around handing money to criminals. You know, yeah. like that's uh, anyhow. So, yeah. but uh, so. King David was very much like myself. For example, King David was probably bipolar and also probably bisexual. Uh -huh. hey. Everybody defines bisexual differently these days. Double by M spec umbrella. Um, I, mm -hmm. I like to say that uh, it means that I'm attracted to naked people and also sure. people who want me naked. So fair enough. Out. Right. I'd say I I also identify as bisexual, and I I kind of take it as like a people of my same sex and people not of my same sex. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, that's that's how I how I roll it together. Someone brought up an interesting argument about that the other day because ling I, I'm a linguistic nerd. Um, mm -hmm. For a long time, the only barrier between and I. I grew up as a Southern evangelical. Okay. I came from the heart of bigotry. I was raised in bigotry. I was boiled in it. Sure. I've had a lot of unlearning. 
But there was a point in time where the only barrier between me and 100% support of the trans community was etymology. Hmm. Because like my brain is wired differently. And I was like, okay, so I can stand behind they and them as singular pronouns, but I don't understand where the neo pronouns came from. And then later I was like, wait, it doesn't fucking matter. And then I was fine. Yeah. There it is. That's what it comes down to. Yeah. Fuck it. Are you comfortable? Are you happy? Fuck yeah, let's go. There it is. <laughs> but somebody brought up an argument the other day about the about the same and, and different uh, being a definition of bisexual. And that said, they said that that invalidates the experience of agender bisexuals because there mm. is no one of their gender because they don't have Sure. That. Right, 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 right. No, that makes sense. Just Interesting. a little trivia note. Yeah, yeah. I know that... Uh, never mind. Different, different episode. Um, But yeah, so... Huh? Where did we get? Where did we get Jesus? That, that's where. We, that, that's that's how we got here. G- Jesus, Jesus, and his uh, poly romantic relationship with his disciples, <laughs> right? And, and and others, and others, yes, and others. Yeah, just the whole. He loved crew. everybody. It's in the book. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. It's it's in the good book. There it is. Yeah, no, I grew up Catholic, so I get it. We, oh. we had a we had a we had a religious. We had. A re- I grew up Lutheran. We did a whole is. thing about the. <laughs> yeah, we did a whole episode on it. Oh. God bless, man. <laughs> yep. Man, man, I rem- I distinctly remember. Sorry, offshoot. We're on a religion kick. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, yeah, how dare we do a, a, tangent, do a tangent on this no, fucking no, show? Not, here, not once. We never tangent. <laughs> I remember when I was struggling with my second, no, it was like my third time of trying to go back to the faith, trying to go back to Christianity, and I like stood up late with slurp twerp whenever he came mm-hmm. over to record i think one of the older episodes of hardly nowhere before zell and the poor dude had to listen to me try and figure out what the fuck was going on in my the brain at that times. time because i was i was struggling very very hard what did i tell you well you my were just take? being very polite <laughs> you were being very polite and just kind of like nodding and just being like i don't fucking get it but if it helps you then great you know it was kind of which is it still seems to kind of be your 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 stance it's kind of like fuck eh, it but depends you know, on the it, day sure yeah that's fair that's fair i'm somewhere on the polite to honest scale and i was apparently more polite that yeah time. exactly exactly but i was i was raised in the south in one of those like televangelist style pentecostal churches Woo! during the satanic panic oh fine uh, yeah. do so, like, my parents took my he-man cartoon away from me because somebody <gasps> on the on the radio told them that it was sure fun. Because Orko did magic, so dude was, uh, yeah. Oh, he can't be the master of the universe. God, that's the kind of place I grew up in. And so, like, I came back to the faith, like, two or three times, and then finally I was just like, fuck this, and I started a new one. And so that's where we are with my walk now. There it is. I'm done with people. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. I feel like a lot of people who grew up religious try multiple times to get back in. I I think after being raised, I I went back twice trying Mm. to, like, get the faith feel so i was fucking baptized a second time at like 15 like because i was i was baptized lutheran and Mm. when i was baptized lutheran i was four four or five years old sure so i didn't like in my mind it was like well i didn't make that choice i didn't make that commitment my parents did so like maybe if i make that commitment myself it'll be different maybe if i like am the one choosing to jump in this cold water in the middle of 25 people like it's it's gonna be good um no i was just cold and nothing else happened do you see the covid cold do you see the covid baptisms with the water guns have you seen those i love it i love it so good hell yeah 
Jesus! <laughs> I was one of the technical consultants one time in a LARP plot. We were playing a vampire LARP, and they were like, hey, if we load this up with holy water, can we squirt demons? And I'm like, checks out. Do it. Yeah, fuck it. Do it. <laughs> were you doing, what, like Vampire the Masquerade or something? Or yes. were you? Nice. Yes, that was my first RPG ever. That's so a cool it one. It's a cool that. one. Yeah. Roll a big dice. Yeah, I'll allow it. Yeah, <laughs> we're all we're all uh, we're all tabletop friendly here, so yeah, that's it's, good yeah, stuff. I'm starting to get back into. I'm trying to find a group to play with, but anyhow, that's a different tangent. Fuck but yeah. Yeah. So like, I don't know. I just. So I want to pull back to one of the things yeah. you said you're going to get back to later, which is boundaries. Boundaries. How how yeah. do those how do those conversations happen? What are I, I I don't is there such thing as a typical like set of boundaries? Like I don't know like how any of this 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 works. I guess. Yeah. How do you, so. how do you rope like. Hey, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah, like how how does this how does this start, right? So, so um, boundaries are a thing that every relationship has, mm -hmm. and the most ethical form of a boundary, according to consensus, um, is a boundary that you set for yourself. Okay, it's not a rule. It's a rule if you put it on somebody else. Ah, like, I see. You can't okay. do this. Uh, sure. But a boundary is I. It would probably hurt my feelings if this happened. So if it does happen, that does cross a boundary with me, and I'm going to go and I'm going to take care of myself, mm -hmm. whatever that means for the relationship. This is me letting you know in advance. That this is a place that I would like to not be. Got it. And that's that's a boundary. And every relationship has boundaries. You see these people getting on Facebook and they're talking about well. I'm going to kick them out of the house because because they cheated on me by looking at pornography. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, that's... Your southern boundary. accent is... Mwah, mwah, so just go, wow, goddamn. I'll tell you why I was looking at that damn hustler. I don't <laughs> oh, man. I, I learned to code switch before I learned it was a thing because <sighs> if I speak my actual accent, no one <laughs> listens to me. And I was like... <laughs> I was a gifted kid, and it's so hard to make an argument like when you're five that now that's not how that works, y'all. You can't do it that way because see the problem. <laughs> like, so now nah, you say that. Throw the whole damn thing out. Like, oh, I don't know what he's talking about. You know, yeah. nobody, I, nobody wants like a rocket surgeon. I'm glad we can bond over <laughs> over our southern upbringing. So this is nice. This is good. Well, as a northern uh, kid that grew up in the south, me being in public schools, having an accent kind of like this, put me in speech therapy. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They put me in uh, ESL because I was brown. I could speak English, but they put me in ESL my first year. Yeah, what? so yeah, yeah. yeah. Checks <laughs> I out. Got, I spoke English. I got. <laughs> So yeah, yeah. So God I just me. dropped my eyes, and yeah. then I was like, had to do four years of speech classes. That's amazing. After a couple know weeks, wash your car. Wash. Yeah. Oh, and oh, your crowns. Oh you boy, <laughs> you better believe if I had parked that bad boy in Harvard Yard. Uh, oof. Harvard. <laughs> I could yeah. say you can't. <laughs> After wicked uh, pisser. Fuck uh, hell. After a couple weeks, they were like, "Oh, he speaks English. All right, cool. Get him out oh, of ESL." Right. But I'm like, "Like, why did? Like, you could have asked. Like, I don't. I, like, I don't. <laughs> right? Maybe have a conversation. Like, hi, what's your name? Yeah, hi, exactly. Not hey. just like, oh, brown. <laughs> <laughs> hey, 
What is your name? Do <laughs> you speak English? <laughs> like talking slower will help. That bitch. Yeah, Louder and slower and is going to help me somehow. Yeah. Everything. It's like Jesus Christ, man. Holy shit. That's how you shit. learn that the word four has two syllables here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no. So boundaries are are different than rules in that regard, and you set your own boundaries. You like this is what I would like for me. This is what my limits are. Um, and it's just like negotiating like a sexual act. Like the, these are my limits. Mm -hmm. And the free act, if they are breached, and that is for your information, and you can go and do what you want with this knowledge. And sure. if you respect me, you will respect those boundaries. Right? Right. You're free, you're free not yes. to do that. But then I'm going to have to take the course that's best for me to keep me safe and me healthy. Hell yeah, king shit. Yeah. And so that's that's how boundaries should work in relationships. In a lot of relationships, they don't work that way because people don't recognize them as boundaries. They assume sure. there's this like inherent societal norm for monogamy that says two people, that's it. Nobody else, no matter what. If you talk to somebody too sweetly, if you flirt with somebody too much, if you buy that girl a drink, if you talk to that guy at the bar, that's it. You're done. Game over. You broke the whole relationship and now you got to start over. And non-monogamy is like, that seems a little unrealistic, doesn't it? Sure. I mean, yeah. Or, or at least discuss. You, you know what I mean? And just yeah. make sure that you have an understanding of what the other person and you are expecting out of the relationship, I suppose, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So Whatever you choose to do in your own relationship or relationships, sure. plural, is your business. Like, I'm not going to walk into somebody's relationship and be like, well, actually, porn is not cheating. Because to them... It is. Sure. Right. We all have our and they're own allowed boundaries. to have that. You know, yeah. They're allowed to have that boundary. But don't do that to me either. Don't tell me that. Like, one of the rules that we have, uh, rules, one of the boundaries that we have is we like to inform each other anytime we're going to be with someone different. Mm hmm. Because oh yeah, that was a question. Actually, is that normal? Is do, do people do do people generally do that, or is it more of like a I don't want to hear about it kind of thing? Like, what do you what do you see I, more of? I, I, I suppose. Assuming so, I would think non-monogamy would be more open with that, but there, I'm sure there there's a, a variety. Yeah, there is a type of non-monogamy referred to as don't ask, don't tell non-monogamy. Okay, where you don't share a lot of that information because it doesn't matter. Sure. Um, we don't have that kind of relationship. Okay. Um, we live in a small town in the middle of BFE. And okay. what that means to us is that if I'm out with somebody else on a date, that prevents my spouse from having to have conversations with people about, I saw your man out the stomach out the other night. Right. Sure. Dairy Queen, and you need to know they were kissing all the time. Hell yeah. Dairy Queen's you know, the spot. Hell yeah. It keeps that from happening. And like, Sorry, I'm so, more of a Brahms guy. Yeah. So that, <laughs> that's that's one of our boundaries. Uh, a Got lot, it. A lot of people. I okay. So, full disclosure, uh, I am in a very queer relationship. Okay. Uh, both my spouse and I are multisexual, um, different sexualities, but under the umbrella. Sure. And, um, we uh, we both have at least at one point in time. Um, experience kind of um, what is the name of that king? Like the broad term, can, candle. We like to watch each other. So, 
So I'm not the best person to ask about whether or not I should hear juicy details. About sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's going on? Because they're like, hell yeah. Like, give, give it to me. Yeah. Like, can you be in like, front of me, maybe? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, that is that is a that's a, a boundary that we choose. You know, like we, the boundary that we have is to tell me who you were with and tell me when. Got it. And outside of that, everything is up to the comfort of us when we're talking. Gotcha. If we want to hear details, we'll ask. If the other person doesn't want to give them, they won't. Because it's their relationship with that person. It is not my relationship. And we're not going to tell each other things about other relationships that the, that the other individual in that other relationship doesn't consent to. Sure. Because this all comes back around to enthusiastic consent, enthusiastic informed consent. I'm not going to go sleep with somebody and not tell them I'm married. That's right. Like, right. At the lowest level, that's rude. You know, yeah, yeah, there yeah. are worse. That's tacky. There are so yeah. many. <laughs> you know, manners are important. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's just it's people have the right to make informed decisions about their bodies. Every single individual, absolutely. both inside and outside of my relationship. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. Well, hot shit. Hot hot dicks. Hot dicks. Um. Huh. That's that's your AKA. Well, hot dicks? Hell yeah. yeah. A numerous. Several dicks. Is, it's is, yeah. it's your boy, Turtle, a.k.a. Hot Dicks, Hot Dicks, Hot Dicks, A.k.a. Clitastrophe, a.k.a. The Chicago Assacre. <laughs> Sean, a.k.a. The Great Value Gatsby, oh, a.k.a. Baby Got Back Game, a.k.a. Dick Wing the Cock Johnson, a.k.a. <laughs> Bloody Mary Poppin', a.k.a. Oh, wow. Forrest Bumpin' Grind, a.k.a. Sinvincible, a.k.a. Drippy, a.k.a. Lobster Roll Bounce, a.k.a. The Big Spell, a.k.a. Sack Religious, and that those that know, they know. A.K.A. Sin Diesel, A.K.A. Consex Clues, A.K.A. Silly Wonka, A.K.A. Wakinawa Phoenix. Oh, you bastard. <laughs> Minister oh, of the Congregation, I'm the Cocktail Kid, Sip Van Draco, and you can call me Slurp Twerp. All new. Going. All new AKAs this week for hey. the Shangregation. Uh, I'm really upset Love you didn't it. do Clitastrophe. I was, I was <laughs> AKA Clitastrophe. AKA yeah. the uh, Dixaster. Yeah, oh, so, Dixaster. So what causes a Clitastrophe? Is it like a Monpoon or is it like. Ooh, Baby, if you monpoon. gotta ask. <laughs> You can, subs you can subscribe to my OnlyFans, and I'll tell either you there. A, either a Monpoon or a Tornado. At <laughs> and we do have fun on this podcast. Holy shit, God. Oh, my God. Damn. All right. Well, guys, um, I hate to kind of be, 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 be like, quick about things, but I also kind of want to, I bet like, you get, do, homie. Yeah, uh, go get on your plane. Yeah, go I got to get on a plane, so uh, I am going to go ahead and hop. But, real quick, TurtlePickProductions.com. Uh, also, you can check me out at Twitch.tv slash TurtlePickProductions. Also, I started doing Not Safe for Work content, which I can talk about on here. Woo! So, if you want to check that out, uh, follow me on Picarto, P-I-C-A-R-T-O dot TV slash TurtlePickProductions. I've been doing Not Safe for Work porno kind of stuff on there, so check that out if you guys are into that kind of content. It's really uh, hot. And if you want something done, hit me up. 
I'll do a commission, but you gotta ask. You gotta talk to me. So, um, those are my plugs. Steamboat, what you got? What, do, you, do you have any plugs for us? Yeah, I, uh, I currently stream on Tuesdays and Thursdays around 10 Central on Twitch, uh, under Steamboat28, twitch.tv slash Steamboat28. Uh, most of the play survival games lately have been cursing a lot at ARC, so. Nice. Slurp! Yeah, I'm Slurp, what's up? Fucking do your plugs, bitch. <laughs> hey, obviously, you know, you can catch me on this podcast. You can also hear me on The Castultants, where me and my buddy do a uh, help people make their podcast passion projects. Uh, both Turtle and Zell have been on. Check those out. Also, check me on Thank Pod for Cast Cars, my uh, podcast where we do an exhaustive look at the Fast and Furious franchise. Uh,. We're about to be at Fast 9. Very exciting. Uh, So check us out there and, uh, yeah, listen to my other shit. Hot dicks. Zell? Fuck yeah, it's me. Hi. You can find me at twitch.tv slash Zellistia every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 7 p.m. PST. Sundays at 4 o'clock p.m. PST. Also make sure uh, that you check out our merch shop. If you want to get anything from Hardly Know Her, Turtle Pigs, or my channels, we have those all there. We also have two Pride... um, two pride uh designs as well if you want to go and pick those up um i think i think that covers it for me uh thank you so much for being here steamboat it was really really good to have you on to talk about ethical non-monogamy and to go on some tangents and just have it was really really great to have you here fuck yeah thank you for having me hell yeah all right well hot chick guys uh as always cheers cheers oh jar jar clinks You motherfucker. (laughs)